0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature.
1: It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ
1: plushcare.com slash weight loss welcome to bravo happy hour i'm your host megan o'donnell grab yourself a drink and join me while i break down the week in bravo tv news Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Erin Martin. She's the host of Pink Shade with Erin Martin, which is a podcast recapping our favorite reality shows on Bravo, TLC, WeTV, Lifetime, and more. You also may recognize her voice from being a resident housewives expert on Jenny McCarthy's show on SiriusXM channel 109. Welcome to the show. Hey, Megan. This is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun, but I would love to just hear a little bit more about how you got linked with Jenny McCarthy. That is very, very cool. Oh, Lord almighty. Okay.
0: So the way I got linked with her is they actually found me. Her producers found me because I was a, I know, it's like <laughs> plucked from obscurity in Wisconsin, which is where I am. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm like, wait, how'd you find me here? <laughs> I was writing for, I, I, I was a longtime writer and blogger for Reality Tea. Which is a big site in fact i think you sent me some links
1: i know it very well it's bookmarked on every one of my computers (laughs) totally
0: totally so reality tea was a place where i was writing 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 all the time and i was you know covering the housewives i was doing uh air quotes news pieces from the Bravo universe. Oh, this is a quote well. unquote
1: news show. It's a fake exactly. news show. <laughs> Not Trump related, but it is still fake news exactly. in its own right.
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, it would be like, okay, this just happened. So-and-so like cheated on so-and-so. I'd be like, I'm on it. I'm on it. But would be like, first on the scene, Aaron Martin. You know, it's Ridiculous. <laughs> So I, I, but I was a public school teacher. I was a high school teacher for like, uh, 13 years and I was in administration for two years. So I was in the public school system, just like a full-time job working, raising a family, you know, in my bedroom, secretly blogging about shit shows at any chance I could get. So because I sort of like became a presence on that site, uh, Jenny McCarthy's producers found me and reached out to me to talk to her about housewives and ultimately I ended up, you know, coming back and back and back and back and back. And so I've been doing that with her for a couple of years at this point and about a year into it, or I think maybe even three years. Oh God, the time is, I don't know. I have a Corona brain girl. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what time it is, what day it is, same. where I am. I haven't what year brushed it is. my
1: teeth yet. It's twelve fifteen in the afternoon. Uh, same, same. Okay, great. Yeah. I have like coffee <laughs> teeth. It's gross. Oh yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. And when I started doing that, I was like, you know, I really like radio and I've always been a writer. You know, I was an English teacher, creative writing teacher, and I've always written, but I really like talking too. And I'm like, I'm going to launch a podcast. (laughs) Okay. Not knowing anything about podcasting, not knowing like jack shit. (laughs) And I, but I'm kind of the person like build the plane as you fly it. And so that's what I did. And that became its own thing. And I ended up, leaving my career and becoming a full-time podcaster after a year and, you know, still writing a little bit here and there when I can, but I'm loving it. I love this. That's so amazing. That's, that's like you an know. inspiration.
1: I love hearing when people are able to kind of take this passion project and make it into like a full-time job and and it's attainable, but it's just so much work and I'm obviously knee deep in is. it. <laughs>
0: I know. But- I know. And you know how it is, you know, you're working at a, a, your actual career, your job, and you know, you're doing this on the side and you're try to balance everything, mm-hmm. but yeah, you just kind of know when you're ready to take it to the next level. And the thing that I love is, and you, you probably do as well. I would assume if you're loving podcasting <laughs> is the listener community Oh yeah. That just grows around you and you like become, you know, online friends with people. And it's, I I never anticipated that. And that's something I didn't get when I was a blogger. Yeah. You know, I think podcasting is more intimate and you really get to know people in a different way. And yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And sometimes it's like, I will be so in my head about a show and I'm like, oh my God, that sucked. Like that was horrible. And then oftentimes the ones I think are horrible, I get the most like listener outreach. They're like, that was so great. This guest was amazing. And in my head, I'm like, what is going on? Like, am I self-sabotaging? But then the listeners kind of justify like why I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, okay. I am supposed to be here. I'm not an imposter like imposter syndrome is so real especially oh, when you're totally. kind of doing something like on your own i'm like wait so no one tells me what to do creatively so if this flops it's because of me but am i good at this am i bad at this and certain moments i'm like i'm pretty fucking good at this <laughs> and then then you just have those moments where you're like what am i doing Listen i know to i told so my better. husband
0: re- repeatedly i told my husband i'm the worst boss i've ever had <laughs> like i I'm terrible to myself. I'm like, oh my God, you're doing it wrong. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous when you're doing something for yourself. You're like, man, I have an inner bitch
1: voice. Woo. <sighs> I, well, I always like joke with my mom about that who she's always like, you're psycho. Like you're so young. You have like a real career and you have a second little life. Like you realize that's major. And I'm like, not unless it's my full-time life, but I've like slowly kind of like eased out of that mindset where I'm like, okay, (laughs) things will happen as they come. Patience, Megan, patience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I wanted to see if you've watched or heard about the show Indian Matchmaking on Netflix. It's this new dating show and it's incredible.
0: I haven't done, I haven't, What dove dived? This is ridiculous. I don't even know the past tense of that freaking word.
1: Okay, so (laughs) I haven't
0: jumped in. Let's say to that (laughs) show yet, but my co-host Mary Payne Gilbert is watching it and like taking detailed notes because she's going to recap it on the Pink Shade Patreon very soon with a friend of ours, Kim from 90 Day Cray Cray. And I promised I would watch it too and talk about it at some point. You know how it is. Like there's so much on and there's so much that we're covering that I have things Mm -hmm. like on my list that is on my list. Like my Uh, listeners are going crazy about it. I'm sure yours are too. Like everyone's talking about it. It sounds amazing. And I'm so into 90 Day Fiance, which has that's your thing. Oh God, girl. It's taken (laughs) over my life. It has taken over my life so there's an there's a couple who are in india right now on 90 day fiance the other way jenny and Sumit and it's all about him like the him trying to get divorced and marrying this older woman and all the legal and familial problems and obstacles that are happening with that so mary payne has been telling me like oh my god they're they're like really highlighting you know how matches are made and stuff on the show i'm like i will watch it i promise but it are you, are you, like, up to speed? Like, have you watched oh, all yeah. of the episodes? I, okay. the
1: last, like, two or three days, I had to just go through all of it because the main woman, Seema, is, you know, this matchmaker where she's, like, really promoting these arranged marriages and there's certain moments where I'm like she's so right I should get an arranged marriage like this is so true like this is so great right and then you kind of see some of like her antiquated ideas of men and women in relationships and then you just realize oh wait no like those are antiquated for like an American girl not a a young Indian woman whether she grew up in she's Indian American Mm -hmm. or she grew up Mm -hmm. in India but like Talking about caste systems and colorism and the way that their families have such a major impact on who they marry, it was, like, so eye-opening because we saw that a little bit on Family Karma, which was on Bravo and another amazing show. And I heard about this show through uh, Anisha on Family Karma, who was, like, recapping it on her Instagram And she was saying, like, so many white people and Americans are saying, like, this is crazy. This isn't true. This is all exaggerated. And she's like, no, like, this is happening in Miami to people I know. And and probably she was like, and my parents, if they had a choice, would be making me have an arranged marriage. And it was just – it was a really well-done docu-series, I guess. And I just can't wait for the next season because it's like there's endless amounts of people they could be setting up. And some of them, it seems like they – they kind of like ended up together, but kind of like 90 Day Fiance, like I get so overwhelmed by that show because I never know where to start. There's so many spin-offs. It's like Star Wars for me where I'm like, do I start on three or do I start on one? Like, so I just haven't done it. But I watched like one season on a plane once and it was really, really good. The one with God. It's, it's, the t- it's the 90 Day Fiance
0: multiverse at this point. <laughs> and I was joking with another podcaster recently who has just jumped into that whole multiverse as well, like you. And I was like, you know, I, I ultimately, I started covering it on Reality TV when I was a blogger. I started covering it very early on because I was like, this show is incredible. <laughs> like oh, I cannot believe the shit show dumpster fire that is being presented <laughs> to us let me talk about this to somebody. And now, I mean, they're, they get like 5 million viewers on a Sunday night, you know, wow. and Real Housewives gets maybe like 1.2, you know? So it's huge. It's because men watch too. Mm. That's the difference. You know, it's not True. just women and, and also different ages and it's also worldwide. It's It's a different audience. And Because it has so many spinoffs now though, I am like, oh my God, where do you start? So I actually, (laughs) I had an email drafted as a response because people would email me and be like, where do I, like, what is this? Where do I start? And I actually like listed it out like bullet points. Like, okay, you start with season two, 90 day fiance (laughs) classic.
1: Then you move on to season three.
0: And then you go to before the 90 days season one, then you jump into season four classic, and then you go to happily (laughs) ever after season two. It's like, I had a whole thing mapped out because I was like, this is so confusing for people who haven't been there since the beginning. And if you actually hit, you know, record on one 90 day show on your DVR, like when you check your DVR the next week, (laughs) it will be filled with like 36 shows. And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) What is this?
1: quarantine because I only have just endless amounts of time to watch television so I think okay so 90 day fiance season two that's where I should start
0: I will I will send you the whole yeah I will send you the
1: instructions I will (laughs) yeah because you
0: actually need instructions almost like you're you know you're getting a box of gremlins when it comes to 90 (laughs) day like you need to know the care and feeding and how you do this yeah it's crazy
1: well, thank you. I'm really excited to receive that. I've always been thinking of making like a bravo beginner deck where it's like, okay, you start with, you know, season 1 of Rony or actually, you know, season 1 of Beverly Hills. Like that's a great way to like dip your toe in the housewives pool and then you, you know, go to Jersey and do a season there and yes. then I say start season 2 with Atlanta and just to kind of get people interested because I have so many people in my life who are just Confused that I would choose to talk About this like ideally oh, same for the rest girl. of my life I I, And yeah. I, I, for me I'm like this is the best stuff ever. Like people sit around and talk about sports for hours on, on end. Like they have full television shows, just like talking about sports, not even playing sports. Exactly, And right. that's not scoffed at when it's just like grown men in tights, beating each other up basically like for a ball where I'm like, at least these shows like go into people's relationships and their self growth and their children and their parents. And especially 90 day fiance, there's also like, yeah, that international like, edge to it where you're like, Oh my God, I've never even seen Beirut. Like here, are, here we are. And you know, totally kind of it's an turned eye-opening. into like a
0: travel show. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. You're like, Whoa, like uh, this is the learning channel. What the hell? I'm where am I? I'm in Jordan. All right, girl. Let's like, let's see this scene.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I, I got to dig ha- into that. <laughs> have you explored
0: the, the pure joy that is love after lockup on WeTV? TV?
1: I haven't yet. I've done a couple like dip in when I'm like flipping through cable and I have enjoyed it. But my friend uh, Cara Berry, I don't know if you've ever podcasted with her, but she has a great show and she always talks about that show as like her number one favorite outside of like a few Bravo shows. So as I write... Love After Lockup. Love After Lockup, Friday nights on TV. It just started
0: season three last Friday night. So tonight, as we're recording this on a Friday, is the second episode of the brand new season, brand new couple. So you can jump in right now. Uh, I'm telling you, you're going to feel so much better about all your life choices. (laughs) You're you're just going to be like, you know what? I'm killing it out here. Like, I'm not these people. It's so amazing. It is a Sharp production. So it's Matt Sharp the same production company that does 90 Day Fiance. So it's very mm. much in the flavor of that. So WeTV bought this series, you know, TLC bought the other Sharp series, which has basically become their whole brand now. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, girl, you will find a community that rises up around Love After Lockup. <laughs> I mean, people talk about yeah. it. It is like going to church. Yeah, I would Strongly recommend doing this in quarantine, especially because yeah, we're all like so depressed half the time and like we're all in our, our own kind of
1: lockdown. So lock up, I'm locked up. We're all up in we're all love after lock up.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when these prisoners get released, you're like, Yeah, go get your ankle bracelet on. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's so amazing. Yeah, do it.
1: Okay. Done, written down. I have no plans tonight. Yay. I'm I'm in it. <laughs> Good. Well, to jump into the show, we have to talk about the latest that's been going down with the ladies in, in New York. So, Elise Lane, who is forever a friend of, did a cameo this past weekend and was being all like Brooklyn, had this voice where we've never heard her speak in this cadence on the show. It was, I think, maybe Erica coming out, and she was talking smack about Ramona, and then <laughs> towards the end, she says, you know why Ramona can't get a man? And then all of a sudden, Leah just comes in from the side and goes, because she shits in the bed during sex. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It was a Uh plot twist I did not expect coming at all. I kept seeing it on Instagram. People would say, wait until the end. I'm telling you. And I'm like, all right, I'm waiting to the end. And we did. It did deliver. The end delivered. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause Leah McSweeney came in hot, you know, Ramona has been outed for shitting her pants by Leah now shitting during sex. I mean, Leah is very, uh, like targeted zoomed in on outing Ramona for feces matters this whole season. I mean, it's like hilarious to me, but uh, can we back up for a moment? I want to know, I need to know who is buying a goddamn cameo from Elise. I know.
1: I was thinking like, that too.
0: I'm like, what? How do, the inception of this? First of all, I'm like, wh- how, who is doing this and for whom? Is it someone's birthday who you don't like? Like why would you get <laughs> a you cameo like? from Elise?
1: That's the way I'm kind of thinking about it too. Like, okay, everybody is out here saying like there're all these amazing places to donate your money. Donate $20 a paycheck to a bail fund or to an amazing you know charity whatever. And someone was like, you know, I'm actually going to take my hard-earned dollars and get an Elise Slane cameo. It just, it seems like a complete and utter waste of money. At the time, I thought that. But now that she's giving us stuff like that, <laughs> I'm i am rethinking it. However, kind of like Elise's whole, like, tenure on the show, it was her she was there but she didn't do the thing that made us drop the mic (laughs) like like every other thing like yeah it was elise's cameo but leah's the one who came in hot (laughs)
0: exactly exactly so i know it's like i joke about like who's getting a cameo from elise and then this becomes like the cameo of the season you know ironically so jokes on me because (laughs) leah was there in the background I was dying when you sent me the link to the article you know, <laughs> explaining this because, okay, there's a quote in it that says, there is absolutely no truth to this, which is Ramona replying, comma, she said, clarifying, she doesn't poop during intercourse. I was dying at that sentence. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you have to explain to people that you don't, quote, poop during intercourse. She's so
1: sad for her. Like, a part of me thought it was a little much and a little <laughs> aggressive. Like, where I saw it, I was like, come on. She's in her mid-60s. Everyone should just be glad that she's having sex and is open with her sexuality. So many people just, like, stop being a sexual being after a certain age. And so, hey, shit or not, I feel like, <laughs> well, we should just be proud that at least she's getting laid. <laughs>
0: No, I, I agree. But also Ramona deserves everything oh, yeah. coming her way. She just does. She totally does. She is a mess. She's a horrible person. I mean, Pretty every vicious. report I've had of people in real life, you know, boots on the ground, meeting her ha- has been a terrible interaction. She really, you know, the way she treats staff when she gets to a hotel is the way she treats the public. You know, she's just like, you're here to serve me and I'm going to be rude to you. I mean, she's awful.
1: Well, I never realized allegedly, yeah, allegedly that rich people get all of their luggage unpacked for them on vacations. Like with between her and the people on below deck, they just assume someone's going to unpack for them. I think that would be so weird. Like, don't touch my stuff. Like, I'll put my things where I want them to be. I, I find that to be a weird flex that rich people do.
0: I know exactly I know nothing about that and (laughs) I take joy in unpacking my
1: things and putting them around I'm like I put them in my bag I'm gonna put my dresses up in the closet the dresses that I will probably never wear on this vacation while (laughs) I lounge around in t-shirts and shorts the entire seven-day duration exactly
0: Uh, I'm gonna shove my bathing suit in this drawer (laughs) it's mine
1: (laughs) well Elise was sadly not invited to the reunion which I do think she she was invited
0: She was invited. Ramona flexed and said, it's her or me. And I'm not going to, yeah, you can't, you can't have her there.
1: Yeah. That sounds about right. That really Mm -hmm. sounds about right. I mean, I don't think Ramona really wanted Elise on the show. And I guess was kind of confused when the producers kind of picked up on her and started filming her because like we've seen Ramona has 60 plus great female friends who live in Manhattan. So they've always been kind of swarming her and the Rony parties. So it's interesting that they didn't end up picking any of them as friends of, and then they randomly choose Elise. I think Ramona was kind of threatened by that. And I know I had a listener reach out to me about um a woman named Yavel who was on the show as Countess's friend. And it was the same situation where she kept coming around to these different events a couple seasons back and Luann stopped inviting her to all of these parties and I Mm -hmm. guess the producers were really interested in working with her and Lou was like, okay, so if I don't invite her, they can't see great tidbits from her, meaning they won't put her on the show, meaning I will get to keep all of the attention on me or not have my friend on. Um, And so I thought that was kind of interesting and then the more I thought about that, it made me think like even Teresa Giudice from Jersey was the queen bee of her show. And then Melissa comes on and that was like a really big hit to her ego because it was like, wait, 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 I'm the queen bee. And now you're going to put my family on, like my sister-in-law. Like that's, that's not going to work for me, but she's lasted a very long time. Yeah,
0: I know. I know that Ramona is definitely threatened. I think Elise ended up having more footage aired than was originally planned because of Tinsley's departure. Totally, You know, we're down one housewife uh, randomly out of nowhere. (laughs) And I I think Elise would not have been featured this much had Tinsley stayed, you know, so that probably is like really rocking Ramona's world because she's like, uh, my friend was just supposed to like hang out and like be on my side. And now, especially because Elise and Ramona are, you know, head to head. Yeah. Battling too. I don't think Ramona anticipated that, even being the horrible person she is to all of her friends, to her 50 plus girlfriends who are so close to her and come to all her birthday parties.
1: <laughs> yeah. Know, you so it's, it, I didn't
0: think you. it's turned out the way she predicted.
1: No, definitely not. And I, and it's so interesting like the Real Housewives of New York women are so territorial of the show like we even had Jill Zarin come back a couple episodes ago and you just see her like her head like pops up behind people in a conversation she's like what are we talking about ladies and everyone's like Jill you are very much not on this show and never will be please drop it. Her even saying, Dorinda blocked me out from coming to the Berkshires. (laughs) Dorinda went on an interview and was like, I didn't even know I could invite non-cast members. Like, what are you talking about, Jill? You were never (laughs) invited, let alone blocked. Get over yourself.
0: (laughs) Jill, Zarin. Okay. The shade that is thrown at her every time she comes back on, she's always like, hi. (laughs) And they put a Chiron under her name that says Dorinda's friend or Luann's friend. And it It kills me. I mean, she probably (laughs) dies a thousand deaths when she sees that.
1: 100%. That she's like
0: the friend (laughs) of. It it doesn't even say her name half the time. I'm like, oh God, Jill, Jill, they're doing you dirty. And
1: I kind of, am here for it. I mean, she must've been heartbroken watching Heather Thompson come back for an evening in the Berkshires. Just like, oh, Heather gets (laughs) a full dinner scene, an intimate dinner scene in the Berkshires. And I get one of the most bizarre Halloween dinners Granted, who has a Halloween dinner? But that was one of the most bizarre dinners I've ever seen in a very long time on Housewives shows where Sonia is just like bashing voodoo dolls into each other and he's <laughs> screaming at Ramon and everybody is just annihilated drunk. Like, red oh, flag. Totally. Red Leah flags. <laughs> is like
0: destroying a seafood tower that is there <laughs> for inexplicable reasons at a Halloween party. I'm like, what is this even? And Ramona goes full wonky eye staring oh, into yeah. space <laughs> as everyone's just like torturing her, which is, I, I love. Yeah. Sonia has a hair piece on that doesn't even match her hair underneath. Oh. I'm like, this <laughs> is Sonia is my queen, by the way. Like I oh. love Sonia. She I'm looks good. She just loving got that her new, face new lower facelift. Face <laughs> looks gorgeous. Do you Sonia? Um, I love how delusional she is. I'm very happy for her, like getting a business, like a little bit off the ground this year. Yeah, Yeah. she is. Um, I'm always here for Sonia being crazy. I wish she was back in the townhouse. I want to see more of the townhouse. I do miss that, but I'm here for everything else she's doing.
1: Well, last night's episode, we get a little bit of townhouse updates because she still owns it. And now I think it's come to the reality that people aren't really looking for that like old world money vibe in these homes on the no. Upper East Side, especially if you're going to be spending eight, nine, $10 million. So she's like, we're redoing everything glass, white. Clean, it's like, oh goodness, this is gonna be such an oddball looking house. There's like five floors. You can't just, if you do a full modern renovation of that entire mansion, it's gonna be like a million dollars. (laughs) But there's gonna be like pockets of modernism in this home,
0: exactly. I mean, Sonia is one to hold on to the past, though. You know, she thinks that that is still important. She's like, you know, you don't touch the Morgan letters. She's all about that. The blue book, the pictures of herself. Oh. I don't know. Nobody knows what that is. She has pictures of herself from her heyday on her own mantle, like on her heater or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing, lady? She's amazing. She's a gothic tale. She is absolutely a oh, gothic completely. tale. Like, she needs to be studied in a master's class because she is absolutely living in the past. And she doesn't, I don't think she understands that about the townhouse. Yeah, people don't want that. She still does, though. She's yeah. in that world. She will never get out of that world.
1: Well, I think, like, what we saw with Dorinda kind of having this, I say, quote-unquote, rebirth with the new Berkshire's house and, like, the big flood, like, I feel like that could potentially happen with Sonia and really give her, like, a lot of just, like, light energy into her life again because the past few years she's kind of been scattered and moving around and doing this and has 30 different businesses. And granted, that's, like, the Sonia we've all, like, grown to know and love, but they like, at a certain point, it's, like, not really, like, a, a good look for her, and it's been like that for a while. Oh, it never and, is. And, yeah. and it's just kind of hard, where it's, like, you gotta just sell this house, even for seven million dollars, cut a million dollars, and don't do all these run like, just sell, 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 and move on, like, you have the capacity to move on, and have, like, a great life, you do have a great job on this show, and you have a great kid, and you can move on, but you just gotta, kind of, ditch this past because it's, it's yeah not that's favors. not
0: Sonia Sonia I mean when we have seen over and over again just shots of her basement in the townhouse oh, with God. like the hundred bottles of Wesson oil and you know hoarders international situation happening Multiple
1: broken that's things. who
0: she is she cannot <laughs> she is a total yeah she's like I got my stuff I got my hoarder stuff either. Like she's got her dirty underwear laying beside her on the bed. She's got tarps all around her. That's just her vibe. You know, she's, I don't think she can really flush that out. Like Dorinda did. Also, I don't know that it's doing Dorinda any favors how she's like this new, you know, fresh start on things because she's also hanging on to the past. She's, yeah. she's like a monster this season. She's breaking my heart. I mean, she was one of my favorites and The way she treated Tinsley, the way she is acting basically every episode, I'm like, Dorinda, God, girl, like rein it in. You are actually destroying your own image, like big time. People are really turning on her.
1: And even like last night's episode, it's not a real spoiler for you, but she was talking with Sonia and talking about Sonia. All the ladies like, she's dying. She needs help. She needs help. She needs help. And it's like, okay, you can't throw stones. Because you had a meltdown, you know, a week and a half before that caused Luann to get up and leave. Like the way she was badgering Luann, which I understood the fight. Luann was being completely irrational with the way she was talking to Sonia about the show and was being really mean and not taking, you know, Sonia's feelings into account. So I agree with that. Yeah. But having Dorinda come in as Sonia's like white knight and defending her against Luann didn't really make as much sense as I should have. And then it all kind of stems with Giovanni and bringing that back up and the cabaret. And you can kind of see like how, where Luann had really shitty things happen to her, of course on her, because of her own fault Um, and has ended up bouncing back in a really kind of impressive way. Like is a touring artist and has, this whole career and has these songs and, and is really like doing her own thing where Dorinda like has gone through a really rough time in the aftermath of Richard's death, but she hasn't been able to pull herself up and do that herself. But like Luann has nobody kind of helping her in a way like a, a man. Whereas I think Dorinda has always kind of had a guy kind of swoop in, give her what she wants. And now she's like, wait, so I don't have Richard. I don't have John. How am I supposed to make myself better? Like, isn't a man supposed to come in and like help me fix some of this where like it's, that's just not her reality right yeah. now. And I think she kind of resents that in Lou where Lou's like, yes, I'm the cabaret star. Like, you know, I have this whole new life. Yeah. I was arrested and had a bologna sandwich thrown at my face, but look, I've bounced back. And I don't think Dorinda has that like elasticity in her personality. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. And Luann doesn't really hold on to the past, except for her uh, title, which is now <laughs> yeah. not even a title anymore, of countess. <laughs> yeah. So I shouldn't say she doesn't hold on because she does. But Dorinda, you know, used John as a crutch. I think her like, just being horrible to Tinsley before Tinsley just like exited stage left this season <laughs> was all about you know projecting on Tinsley what she saw in herself. She was like, "You don't talk about your relationship. You're not you know being honest." And like hi, like we've been watching you for years. Like how come we didn't see your breakup with John Dorinda? Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that you did not show us that. And I am demanding that as a viewer. You know what I mean? I'm like, I put in the time. This is my sports. I want to see all the plays. (laughs) And so she didn't show that. And she was acting like, you know, that she deserves that privacy. And then she was freaking out on Tinsley for basically doing the same thing. She, uh, she, she has done it to Sonia before. I mean, now she's all protective of Sonia. Excuse yeah. me. This is the woman who like eviscerated Sonia time and again in past seasons, like really t- pretty awful, awful scenes of her, like dressing Sonia down, like put an easy pass on that vagina. Like what do you like?
1: Or even with didn't Sonya, invite her to the Berkshires a couple years it. ago. Cause they were like, she invite her. She's I like, I know. She is so he's like, wait, what would I do? <laughs> like,
0: what do you Totally mean? We like to get it's drunk like, and oh, silly. Sir.
1: Like, uh, now it's a problem. And
0: Dorinda talking about other people getting drunk and acting yeah. <laughs> inappropriately. Please Okay, Dorinda. Okay, Slurinda. Rich, no, no, no.
1: Rich coming yeah. from her. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: Well, let's do a real pivot on topics of conversation. Portia Williams from the Royal Housewives of Atlanta recently was arrested at a Breonna Taylor protest in Kentucky. So Portia obviously has been so committed to activism. And after the death of George Floyd, obviously our entire country, if not the whole world, has kind of been up in arms and trying to find ways to combat racism. That is prevalent in pretty much uh, every part of uh, our lives. So Portia and her, yeah. I was going to call her my husband. What's his name? Oh my God. I just said, what is that? What is hot dog guy's name? Oh my God. Oh geez. I'm having a brain fart too. What is
0: it? Oh. Uh, it's not in my brain. Oh, it's not.
1: Ooh, Dennis, 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 Dennis. Dennis. I can, I can feel yes. the listeners screaming in their cars I know. for that moment. I know. <laughs> so Portia Look, and we're doing Jen- the best we can. <laughs> There's a lot in my head. I watch a lot of Bravo no, and a lot of television, too. a lot of names. Me too. So Portia, Dennis, and her sister, Lauren, all went to Kentucky, to protest for Breonna Taylor, who was shot eight times by police officers in Kentucky because her boyfriend had believed that there was an intruder coming into the home, and so he had a gun. They saw the gun, and they shot her not once, but eight times. So she was going down to protest that these officers all need to be charged with murder because it was a murder. So she ends up getting arrested at this peaceful protest, and she talks the talk and then now has been walking the walk, and it's been really it's just been really powerful to see someone with a big platform taking really big, um, She's taking a stance. I mean, she's making it known
0: what her feelings are and she's making it known that she's not going to be quiet about it. And I love that. I love her for that. She's been really inspiring. I mean, who knew the woman who didn't know what the underground railroad was, the woman who thought there were 265 days in the year, like, this is the one you know this is the atlanta cast member who's really been out there during this time of social justice and you know human rights. it's a human rights issue people talk i've had listeners you know talk about like oh don't you know don't get political and stuff but i've been very outspoken on supporting black lives matter of course it is a human rights issue and revolutions are messy and they're not perfect and I love that Portia is like kind of representing Bravo in this way because Bravo has been like we are troubled by a lot of what the Bravo yeah. let again air quotes stars you know have <laughs> been saying and doing and you know they've tried to clean house a little bit here and there but you know, these shows like Southern Charm which I have covered you know for ages and. You know, people like Thomas Ravenel, who they kind of gloss over when like shit goes down about him and the other like toxic masculinity guys on there. Uh, Bravo has, you know, some explaining, they have some splaining to do. And so I love that Portia is out there like doing this and, you know, like you said, walking the walk. I mean, she got pepper sprayed in a protest early, you know, I think in May or early June and now she's been arrested and... You know, this isn't, this isn't to say that other people aren't doing as much or obviously way more, but you're right. she's a platform. And so it's, it's inspiring to me. I really respect her.
1: And I think so many people, especially on Bravo, we, during that time, everyone was like, why didn't Leanne Locken post a black square on her Instagram feed to prove that she believes in equality for all? And for me, I was like, this black box is like thoughts and prayers during gun violence conversations. Like, well, that means nothing. Like, unless you're doing anything beyond that and actually, like, taking time to, like, read about what's going on and, like, the past oppression for African Americans in this country and worldwide. Like, unless you're actually doing the work, then a black square doesn't really mean anything. So I love that she's kind of just really gone really into this like beyond what anybody else on the network has really done and you know most housewives change like for the worst after being on the show and i think she's had like such a beautiful progression where we start we saw her starting as you know this kind of trophy wife for cordell who was a toxic human Mm -hmm. being and then she gets divorced and then we see dating and then you know, she wants to have this baby. She meets Dennis and has this baby and then he cheats on her. And so we've really seen so many different parts of her life. And now we're kind of getting to see this like new kind of inspired by, you know, social change, Portia. And it's like, what? Like who knew? Like, this is amazing. And, and keep it up because if you're racist and you might hear Portia say something, you might be like, oh, wow. You know that thing she said was really interesting, and it might just plant a seed in your head, your racist little head. Um, you know, and so that's I think a good thing, like I, you know, to I, I think
0: your point that housewives, yeah, they do change for the worse, is uh, that like hit me. Yeah, that hit me in my heart. You're you're totally right. And seeing her change, seeing her growth, is kind of um, an anomaly in the Bravo universe. <laughs> you know, we usually don't see that. We usually see people like Vicky. You know, fourteen years later, who are even worse than when we first were introduced to them. So, oh, I agree.
1: She's trash, and she's actually also coming no, out no. with a book in early um, 2021, which is good for her. Don't put your book out in 2020. Don't even let that be. No. <laughs> Don't let your beautiful no. book be associated with this trash year. But it's going to be. Oh my Pursuit god! Of seriously. <laughs>
0: And Vicky, seriously, with her, I don't do podcasts. And then the next thing you know, she's like, I have a podcast. You're like, of course you do, bitch. Of course you do. Oh, God.
1: And, and oh, no. you can always, I mean, I can—I always can talk about Bravo liberties and people starting podcasts. Like, they start this podcast and they're like, okay, now what? It's like, well, it's like a lot of work to, like, host a show. Like, you know, like, it takes work. And her interviews are so weird. And half the time she's just, like, yelling at Steve. I'm like, does he get? Like, does he get turned on by this? Because this kind of, like, weird banter that you guys have, like, isn't loving. It's it's kind of, like, abusive. But I think it's a D.L. Brooks situation, too, where she's, like, definitely paying for everything, and he just... It's a long for absolutely,
0: the ride. Absolutely. And you know, everything we need to know about him is evidenced in the fact that he put himself on Cameo, his first oh, season stop. being featured. I'm like, who is getting a Cameo from you? Much like Elise, but even Elise is on the show, like as, you know, a friend of, I'm like, Steve, oh no, 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 God. sir. No.
1: I have to, I have to Google this because this is, this is really bad. Oh my God. Yeah, what does he call himself? Entertainer, Real Housewives of Orange County, quote, Uh, unquote, Vicky's man. (laughs) Retired homicide director, army... Paratrooper veteran. Well, that makes sense. Well, even Vicky, like, on her show, I listened to, like, one or two episodes in the beginning just so I could talk shit about it on my show. You're doing the Lord's work. I felt bad giving her a click. You know, it's very hard as a fellow podcaster. I'm like, I know (laughs) how important that click is for me to make some paper. So giving her potentially a dollar because of my click was difficult. But again, here I am reporting back. But she had said, if I wasn't with Steve, I would still be on the show because he's so conservative, and Bravo viewers are all liberals and they don't care about my new conservative ideals oh my God. There's a lot of people who watch no. these shows are conservative and hate you. Please. Yeah, of course. This, this runs I mean, any spectrum, conservative, liberal, Democrat, anything. No, people just hate it's like you, you want, for you. Exactly. You want to
0: tell Vicky, no, this isn't political. It's personal. It's personal.
1: <laughs> it's incredibly personal.
0: Yeah. We hate you for you. <laughs> not what you stand for.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, this is actually a nice little segue into some Orange County news. So Lydia McLaughlin yeah. from season eight and then came back for season 12, which was a huge... A mind-boggling decision by Bravo Production um, is getting potentially a spinoff with her mom, Judy. So she said on Instagram, I'm grateful for the ROC chapter of my life, but I have moved on. My mom and I are getting ready to launch an online series with at Bravo TV in the next few months.
0: What is Bravo thinking? What in the
1: hell? Oh, my God. I don't know. They're thinking. This was traumatizing news.
0: Quarantine brain as well. Because (laughs) – what the hell? Nobody asked for this. Absolutely no one. Um, an online series also like, what, what is that? Is this some, this is like some TLC shit where they send, you know, they're like, film yourself on your iPhone and we'll make it into a show. Um, like I this isn't exactly Bravo. What like,
1: is.
0: what is it? Yeah. Her mother is the most interesting thing about Lydia, but I truly, truly, I mean, I, And filled with rage when I, like the seasons that she was on and then Tamara also going into like the born again Christian thing and the prayer circles circles. and the holding hands in the hallway. I can't, I can't with Orange County doing that. I mean, I really, and I am one who I'm constantly talking about religion and cults and, you know, my (laughs) own background with cults and things like that. So I'm like into that stuff, but I don't want to see that on housewives. No, no, no. Lydia brought that energy, and I never want to see that energy again on a Housewives show, and I certainly don't want to watch an online Bravo series with her mom. What?
1: Well, the only other Bravo uh, online series was Stassi's, and we all know how that turned out, so I feel yeah, like right? let's let's watch how history repeats itself, Bravo. Let's not make the same mistakes twice, but here we are. Here we are.
0: Yeah, but- here we are. It's 2020. Everyone's <laughs> desperate. Everyone's like, yeah, let's look, give Lydia and her mom a spinoff. What?
1: Okay. Hello? <laughs> I was thinking, so I ended up like doing some Googling and Lydia's grandpa or great, yeah, grandfather ended up founding like the biggest news station in Canada. So part of me thinks that she might have some pull in like the TV world that like one got her on the show for season eight. It clearly didn't work. And then she got Mm -mm. the boot and then season 12, they probably were like, hey. We're starting this atrocious magazine during a recession. And Nobleman. Yeah. We really <laughs> want to highlight it on the show. You know, maybe we can get some celebs coming in to do a photo shoot or something. Like, I feel like she had to use her family's industry pulls to get onto this show because there is no other reason that anyone would bring her back. She's not a Bethany. She's not a Nini. She's not a Kenya. She's not any of these people who end up coming back and kind of having like their redemption yeah. storyline. Like, She's a nobody, and it, it all has always baffled me. Sleepless nights. Yeah, over are right. It, it. Yeah,
0: seriously, I'm going to be thinking about this long after we get off of the Zoom call. <laughs> seriously, I, I've, I, that's true. Like, why would she must have pull? I didn't know that background about her. I was like, that whole magazine <sighs> it, thing. I'm like, who? magazine? Like, why don't you just like have like a cotton gin? Like, what is this? What, what year are we line? in? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, right. Start a, start a, uh, what is the, the travel agency?
1: I, okay, I grew up on
0: microfiche, <laughs> microfiche, like looking things up. Oh God, girl. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. She must have something out there that is, you know, some kind of insider pull because no one, no one wants to see her. I know. This, like, I'm saying series, that knowing like, right now that maybe a listener out there does, but okay, 98 percent of us, let's say, <laughs> don't have any interest in her.
1: No, and definitely not her mom. No. Like she was like trying to make her mom a thing. She's like, my mom is kooky. All she does is smoke weed and spend my dad's money. And it's like, yeah, well, like being like a rich hippie is like not cool. Like it's not something that I can relate to because I'm like, oh wait, so right. you're telling me you've had like a beautiful family, a great life all of this money, and now you just get to sprinkle fairy dust and smoke weed all the time? Like, that is not relatable for me. That is my dream. I'm actively trying to work towards that, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Get it off my screen. Get it off. I I, That's too much of, like...
0: And now we have Bronwyn, which (laughs) is, like, Lydia 2.0, you know, except with, like, 100 children. And (laughs) she's trying to make her mom happen in the same way. (sighs) Also, like, hashtag never forget. Like, Lydia made her husband's vasectomy into an entire season storyline. And I was like, girl, again, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody wants this. We didn't ask for it. We're upset that we're getting it. Yeah. Online series, please.
1: And also like how degrading it was for her to be like, your balls are chopped off. Like, oh my God, his balls are not chopped off. What are you saying? Like, do you really think a doctor's going in there and snipping his ball? Like, oh my God, the way you talk about your husband's body part is just so sad. Like this poor man. And he is, like, know. he is such a fool. Like looking at Nobleman Magazine right now, like we are literally in the middle of a health pandemic, economic depression. And to think that someone is like, let me spend $50 quarterly for an <laughs> issue of Nobleman Magazine to read other rich people doing rich, fancy, glossy things. Like looking at, even, like, fashion magazines now, like, don't get me wrong, like, I used to work at Condé Nast and I work at, like, a glossy magazine now, like, there's a certain point where you have to look at these things and say, who cares about, you know, a $90,000 photo shoot in Vogue when people are, like, dying, you know, so I feel like fashion and, and that kind of, like, just glossy lifestyle is kind of, like, not really appropriate right now, uh, if you ask me. And again, no, like-
0: <laughs> even do you find like yourself going into that kind of rabbit hole? I do as a podcaster talking about like real shit show stuff. I mean, Bravo, TLC, we TV, like I cover all of that. And I also talk about documentaries and, you know, I do woo woo episodes with psychic mediums, and, you know, astrologers, things like that. But I'm like, I, I, I have gotten in conversations with listeners and people in this community. Like, is it like, I, I'm so like, In the whole about existence and the world and the state of things right now, that part of me finds this like really uh, healing talking about stupid stuff. And then part of me, once in a while, goes, I can't believe I'm talking about this during a time (laughs) when like the whole world is broken. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. do, you, know do you go through that too? <laughs> yes,
1: completely. Like during like, probably like in March when everything was kind of starting, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Like I'm still doing my show. I'm working from home. This is kind of nice. And then April, I was like, okay, like, I guess I'm still working from home for the foreseeable future. And then once like May hit and like numbers were spiking and people were like homeless rates are going up, like 30 million mm. people are out of work. And I'm sitting back and thinking yeah. like, I read the real news like I read real news in addition to this bullshit news and it it was really difficult for me to kind of like bridge this gap where I'm saying like no I believe this and I feel this and I want to talk about these things but like my listeners don't care about like that kind of stuff like they're coming to the show to have fun to laugh and as an escape but at a certain point I can't do a show that I deem as a news show and not talk about the very big news (laughs) things happening all around us in the lives of Bravo people as well. So, you know, you kind of see like, yeah, we see Portia as a perfect example. Like there's so much going on in her life. She didn't just get arrested. She got arrested in like fighting for justice for a, you know, an innocently dead woman. So for life, yeah, for yeah. life. Like you can't. This is life and death. Not yeah. expect that, and then people say to me, "Don't talk about wearing masks, and don't talk about Black Lives Matter, and don't talk about politics." It's like, well, we're about to go into a very important election. Everybody should be wearing a mask, and Black Lives Matters will always be a thing. They always have mattered, and they always should matter. But like, they need to matter more. And 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 I'm getting right. yelled at for saying those things. And it's like these aren't political statements. These are you know kind of just facts like that we're living in right now and if you don't want to see that then then that sucks but that's like that's that's something you need to realize as a listener why you can't hear someone talk about something even if you don't agree I listen to shows all the time I don't always agree with their political leanings and that's fine I keep it pushing I'm not like oh you know Sebastian Maniscalco the comedian on his podcast said he is probably like a right-wing guy I'm not like going home and writing in my journal like I can't believe this now I everything I believe is fucking different like no I just keep it pushing and keep believing what I believe in. Like we can all believe in different things and all love Bravo. Imagine that.
0: Totally. I know. I agree.
1: <laughs> no, I agree, but I am
0: girl. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, you know what I'm going to tell, uh, this is like totally uh, unrelated, but related in a weird way. So in my, uh, in my old life as a teacher, I was also the newspaper advisor and the journalism teacher at, a, at the high school. And, um, we had access to all of the school newspapers going back to the mid fifties. And what we would do every year is I would have my newspaper staff, like look through these and find, excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. We would find like themes and things that people, you know, like what were high school students writing about, you know, this many years ago. And I am telling you, we were shocked at that the, basically points in history where you would think people would be talking about certain things and they weren't, you know, like we were looking for like evidence of like the Vietnam war or, you know, like it was seriously, seriously like, in the, <laughs> yeah. And it would, and there would be like a little snippet because when you're living through something and when you're doing something for entertainment and a school newspaper is really for entertainment, you know, we, everybody realizes that it's not like, you know, hard hitting news. So we, we would see like, you know, people really weren't comfortable going there ever. And, you know, every once in a while, you'd see something that was newsworthy, you know, from, from the students. And I realize this is at a high school level, but I feel like that now too, like we are definitely like, I, I'm all about like total distraction being in the entertainment, but when you're living through something, you can't deny it. You can't. I mean, what are you going to do? Act like you're not there. (laughs) we're 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 here we're here people it's 2020 like bullshit is going down
1: and if I think also people if they're not affected personally with an issue they can't understand why other people are like standing up and they'll say like shut up you're a white girl and it's like yeah but I live in a world with many different colors of people and like I you know like that's kind of important and like seeing outside of that is kind of important and you know as like you try to be like an anti-racist alley. Like you have to look into yourself too. Like I've said a million problematic things in my life and probably the rest of my life, but it's being able to say like, okay, look in the mirror of that moment and face what you said and try to do better next time. Or when you're at that Thanksgiving dinner table with your racist grandma, just say, you know, why do you think that? And why do you feel that? And what Is the reasoning, And maybe if you look at it like this, like you don't have to be combative. Like these conversations don't have to get heated, which they ultimately always do because someone feels like they're being attacked and it doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be like that. And so I try to have conversations like this on the show in a very like casual and conversational manner. But a couple, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was like probably like four or five episodes ago where I had a guest on and the two of us were just like screaming at the top of our lungs. And I looked back and was like, yikes, like i I stand by everything you know i said but it was just You're- you were in like i was in such a moment and like you can't go on the internet without seeing like her, literally like videos of people just dying like it, it's it's just yeah. it, you can't not you can't not be um aware of it
0: it's yeah and you know what it's just complicated to be a human in public yeah. you know it is it is. And that's when you have a podcast, that's who you are. You know, you're a human and doing all kinds of stupid shit <laughs> in
1: public, <Most> definitely. <laughs>
0: yes. not in private anymore. I, and I, I feel the same. I mean, the one thing I think about, and this is just because personally what my life is right now is I have a 10 year old daughter and I think what world is basically going through a foundational collapse right now and what we're going to rebuild and what do I want for her, you know? Yeah. I, that's, that's all, That's my number one focus. Like I know what world I've grown up in and that has shaped me. And I also like very problematic because of it, you know? And yeah. so I'm wondering like, what are we going to do for them? You know, let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Oh,
0: beautiful little let's condo. Do it, girl. Like and let's also watch shit shows because yes.
1: that's what's keeping me sane. Ironically. Oh. And my medication. Yeah, that, that too. And then <laughs> some wine here and there. <laughs> if this were happy hour and not 1 p.m. on a Friday, I would be drinking a nice little glass of Pinot Noir. But oh, one weekends, new kind of. thing that we have to watch in these unprecedented dark times is the Vanderpump Dogs show coming to NBC's Peacock. So oh I've been teasing God. it on this show. I have a friend who works, um, works at NBC. And probably like six or seven months ago, he was like, hey, I saw a document and he doesn't work there anymore. So now I can like talk about this casually. Uh, he's like, I saw a document and it said Vanderpump dogs, Peacock, have you heard anything? And I'm like, no, obviously I immediately start talking about it on this show. And so when this news came out, I was just not surprised that she's again, no. being gifted with another great opportunity.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I actually, uh, kind of called this last year because I have the privilege of, you know, talking to Jenny McCarthy oh, and yeah. she's good friends with Lisa Rinna and Lisa Rinna calling LVP out last year, you know mm. how they all attacked oh, her. And yeah. She left the show because of it, whatever. It was, she was starting the, uh, initial seeds of that show happening, you know, by featuring her guys and her, her business. And she tried to do that on Vanderpump rules too. Like she, that show has been in the works Uh, for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Lisa Reno was calling it out. She was like, Oh, you're filming like all these pivotal scenes of Vanderpump dogs. We know like, she knew from the beginning, like this is for her to pitch Vanderpump dogs as a show. And so, yeah, this has been in the works for a long time. This is not an overnight thing.
1: And I think the other ladies also kind of felt a little exploited because like puppy game yep. was such a big thing all surrounding Vanderpump dogs. <laughs> like we exactly. kept going there and talking to the other guys and so she'd be like girls come over to Vanderpump dogs and get your dog a bath. And so they're talking about the business. They're exactly. you know in the place you see the guys, you start getting to know oh now we know set John the Johns. Like what i mean i guess erica is the only other person where we like know her team but we don't really right. see or like really get to know other people's team and the fact that like john sessa and, and ken and lisa are having private scenes together on beverly hills is just weird and you could definitely tell that they were trying to yep,
0: totally. focus on
1: them because on beverly hills like she has four other restaurants in the area you could exactly. also focus on those places too. Of course, Vanderpump takes Sir, and and so is um, and Tom Tom's always on that show too. But still, like to really only focus on this one business venture and also all the Yulin stuff, it just it's all shady to me. And also, let's not forget, like Lisa Vanderpump has like a five hundred one c three charity tied to Vanderpump Dogs. So if you don't think this is like a beautiful way for her to smuggle some money and not pay taxes, like that's also a huge reality of banner pump dogs which i think she's a huge scam artist and i think this oh, is just-
0: she you know what she's a she's a successful cult leader in oh, my mind i mean she is absolutely if you <laughs> you look at her- All the seasons of Vanderpump Rules. She is a benevolent dictator, and she knows what she's doing. She's a fantastic businesswoman, and she is a great marketing person. And she is also shady as hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is, you know. So yeah, this is no surprise. And you know what? I I, I'm talking about like, oh my god, the show Vanderpump. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'm going to watch everything. You know, like so she knows what she's doing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, download a Peacock because of it. Yeah, here's me choice. like being like, oh, whatever, whatever. Trash, and then, yeah, cult cliff. leader, <laughs> totally. watching it. DVR cult record, record,
0: yeah. <laughs> record. Yeah, totally. For sure.
1: Well, I also didn't remember, but I was doing research and I forgot. Back in January, Vanderpump Dogs was hit with a sexual harassment and wrongful termination suit because what? one of the managers called an employee a flat ass bitch and a skinny no ass fool, and then also insinuated that he could turn her straight. <laughs> and so, oh
0: my God. God, were they talking to me? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Your name is actually Damiana Guzman and Aaron one is just like a pseudonym you go by for Aliens. podcasting. <laughs> what?
0: I didn't hear I I I obviously did not like keep up on this news item. I heard nothing about this.
1: Well, the thing who, is is like the they accused. Um, Martin Duarte, the manager. Oh, all right. And his superiors. Like, imagine going to work and being called a flat ass bitch and a skinny no ass (laughs) fool. Like that would be, like, of course there's like you know a spectrum of like sexual harassment at work. And I'm not like laughing at her feeling horrible like enough where she had to like pursue legal action. But like a skinny no ass fool is hilarious. Like <laughs> that is
0: hilarious. A flat ass bitch. A flat ass. Oh, bitch. thank you. Well, thank right? you, sir. <gasps> May I have oh another? My God. That is crazy her employees are problematic because people are problematic you know but i actually was very disappointed in her statement that she came in, that she made public after the stassi and kristen Everybody firings and jack still other. yeah i know cool. oh we uh oh, blah 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 it was like such a weird vague general bullshit statement i'm like lisa you have like the most problematic people in your world. You need to actually speak to this. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of how she's been handling this. Well, you know, said, this whole we year. have
1: people, black, brown, yellow, white, oh. working at all our restaurants. Yeah, honey. And you, you still choose to only put white people on. Like that's amazing mm. that you hire a bunch of people who aren't white to work, but you also have only hired whites to be, whites, to be on your mega show that has, prompted all of them to book deals and making money and tours and mamas beer cheese like we wouldn't have mamas beer cheese if it wasn't for this show if you didn't pick jacks out of the crop of people working
0: we wouldn't have like you know a picture of a a white man failing downward like jacks or like like richardson richardson's
1: here it's like yeah but james kennedy's cursing him out like like and faith is being treated like a piece of shit like so, right. just because you have black people on the show, doesn't mean they're being portrayed as like human beings. They're being portrayed as like whipping posts for your ignorant cast members. Right, exactly.
0: I know. Yep, girl. I know. Lisa Vanderpump is problematic, but she is somehow she's the darling of Bravo. You oh, know, Andy Cohen right. loves her, and he's not in charge of everything. We realize this, but he's not in charge of a lot of stuff anymore, but he, you know, she is a darling and she is a master manipulator and she's continuing to do it. And like I said, I will watch bullshit that she puts on. So I, I don't have a leg to stand on. I don't have an Aviva Dresher, you know, leg to even throw like
1: this. <laughs> well, she even is very, you know, manipulative in the way she even comes out with the news like this. One, we know that she has... Uh, email direct line to all the different blogs. This came out on the day that they were filming the Beverly Hills reunion. Odd timing, crazy timing that right, you know she right. would try to overshadow any of the reunion pictures that they posted or whatever you know stuff that would inevitably come out. And we did get a quote from Rena being like, The reunion was bullshit today. I guess cease and desists work, uh, assuming that I think Brandy, um. It's probably some of the cast members that were silenced by
0: yeah, yeah, totally
1: silence her too after this week's episode. Oh, I
0: know, God, it's like go fix your face, fix your wig, yeah, girl. Oh my God,
1: completely. Like it just it felt so staged, and I've been saying on this show about that scene, which has been teased since like the season teaser came out months and months and months ago, that it was so forced and planned and fake and just disingenuous to any of the past conversations that any of them have ever had in previous seasons like kyle has consistently hated brandy and now she's coming around saying you know when kim was in her darkest of times i'm just so glad brandy was there for her like do you not remember all of the fights you guys have had and all the atrocious things you say about brandy and then you know like, poor Brandy is just trying to be on the show and trying to make, like, a guest star fee and just trying to be a part of things that I think she's kind of willing to say whatever. And even the way she kind of positioned her tryst with, Brand- uh, with Denise was kind of upsetting because who knows what actually happened. But the way she described it was, like, a little bit non-consensual in a way. She was like, I didn't even know there wouldn't be a cot for me, so I was stuck in the bed with her and then her daughter was in the apartment I'm like oh my god you're really really turning this on her and whatever two friends can hang out and hook up that's fine it doesn't matter but don't make it seem like she was this lecherous woman luring you into a weekend away so that she could take advantage of you like no brandy you guys were 40 tequilas deep at this point probably and just had some fun like get over it it's okay but yeah Ugh, I just hate it, it left a yeah, bad taste I know, in my mouth
0: I know the whole thing and for Kim Richards to be the person who stands well, you it's like uh girl no like Ariana this is not Grande a good look for anyone tail, like oh. oh oh my god I know <sighs> Kim and Kim to be like oh come in you know you don't sit in the driveways oh, god, oh the whole thing
1: I know, and it's that, ridiculous. like, why like, is the driveway lit? Like, why is there lighting on the driveway? Like, everybody knew this was happening. This is everyone, not... Everyone. This is not... The camera crew is
0: all real. around you, fake texting on your phone. Oh yeah, we God. know. We know what's and, happening. Oh
1: God, I just...
0: I know, and Teddy, to be like, you know, the Greek chorus to <sighs> Kyle all the time is totally gross, too. I'm like, can we please stop with this, like, Teddy supporting Kyle and her, like, horrible bangs and her, oh like circling around denise trying to take her down for nothing for no reason you get nothing you know it's like so stupid
1: well now teddy has been shit on for seasons about like her looks and her style and how she has none and she has no edge and now she has like this pink hair which which cracks me up like that was like the decision she made to like be edgy she's like i'm gonna do a full dye job and now people are gonna think i have um, a mind of my own because kyle doesn't have pink hair yet right? exactly it's like i don't know girl like yeah
0: nose ring bow tie pink hair like i don't know whatever you're gonna do oh, tie, like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's
1: she like, starts moving like, into vanderpump like ties like, exactly tie wear like no <laughs> too little too late oh, yeah God, we're done no. well that actually brings us to the end of today's episode erin this was such a great show i have to admit I like know. i think this was a really good show <laughs>
0: I love talking to you. Well, you're going to come on my show soon. We're going to find some topics to talk about. Maybe you'll dive into Love After Lockup and you can uh,
1: honestly tell me your thoughts on that as a new
0: new viewer. I would absolutely
1: love to. Well, where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your amazing podcast? Well,
0: they can, uh, sorry, and they can also hear my dog bark in the background. I'm oh. sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Aaron Leam Martin, which is like my Twitter and Instagram handle. And it's hilarious. It's like, might as well be my social security number. I put my full name on there. And then you can find my podcast, Pink Shade, on any platform. I cover housewives. I cover 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup, of course worse and uh from time to time i also have guest hosts on and we cover things like married at first sight not this season but in future we'll do that again and i've covered temptation island you know and we just do kind of kooky episodes every once in a while and you can also listen to me on the jenny mccarthy show on sirius xm stars channel 109 on fridays and we talk about real housewives and 90 day fiance because jenny is in deep with
1: all of that shit (laughs) Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. I can't wait to come on your show and have a great rest of the day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right. have a good one. Bye.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.